Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Erin Keller, and today we also have Outdoor Education Coordinator Julie Watson, and we also have a very special guest. It's the Kirch Award winner, Ron Perini, who is now also a Wildlife Commissioner. So thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. And then, so I want to start, Ron, we have a lot to talk about with you because of your history, just all the volunteer hours you've put in with Endow, but I do want to start by first talking with Julie on what the Kirch Award is exactly. So Julie, could you explain that? Yes. The Kirch Award is officially known as the Wayne E. Kirch Nevada Wildlife Conservation Award, and it's an annual award that goes to an individual or an organization, an outdoors club or a business can all be nominated for the award. And the recipients are people or organizations that have demonstrated significant results towards conservation management or enhancement of wildlife. So we have a prestigious list of people, including Ron, um, that have done a lot for Nevada's wildlife and Nevada conservation and the uh, people are nominated and nominations will be going out for next year's award or this it's 2020 so Ron won the 2019 award and we will be putting out for nominations for the 2020 award early September and anyone can nominate someone so please send in those nominations if you know someone that has committed a lot of their time um, in 2022, Nevada Wildlife Conservation, um, you can send those in and uh, they get nominated. Then there is a panel of judges that are made up of Wayne Kirch's daughter, Marlene, and a couple commissioners. And then there are some other third party people a part of the judging committee too. And it's always a, a stiff competition. There's always a lot of very deserving individuals and organizations that end up getting nominated. So Ron, that goes to show the work you've put in to win that award. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. And then Julie, one more thing is, um, how can people nominate someone? So we will have the form. It's a simple form and it goes up on our website. We have a whole page dedicated to the Kirch Award and that is under awards and scholarships on our current website. And they can print it off, fill it out and then send it in to our office. And all the instructions are on the nomination form. Great, okay. And then how long do you guys accept applications for? Until November 15th. Okay, so get your nominations in. I think um, that's, uh, that's always a great point with this award is that it's a peer nominated award, which, you know, a lot of the people that are nominated for this award are pretty humble people and they're, you know, they want to give back to wildlife and the organizations and uh, the youth that are coming up. And, and uh, so I think it's always funny when, when we talk to these people and they're so humble in their, what they've done, but 
you know, they like guys like Ron and um, Brett Jefferson, who won it last year, are, you know, they're donating hundreds and hundreds of hours every year to support Nevada, Nevada wildlife, youth, and uh, yeah, it's a testament to, to all these people that win. Very cool. Well, speaking of that, let's get to Ron. <laughs> so, Ron, um, well, where do we even begin with you? So, actually, before we even started, you gave us a little bit of your background um, as far as law enforcement goes, because I know after your career in law enforcement, you volunteered hours and hours to our Operation Game Thief program. You've um, been a hunter education instructor. So do you just want to start from the beginning? Um, just tell us all about yourself, really. <laughs> well, it's many years ago. Let's just put it that way. Huh? <laughs> but actually, I started in law enforcement in, in, when I was 21, which was in 1973. And what I decided to do on that, I wanted to get in law enforcement. I got to know some of the people from uh, Dow and some of the people that were in law enforcement on that. But later on, a couple of years from that, I um, was asked by a person to be a hunter safety instructor. And so he came to my office and that was up in South Lake Tahoe, um, actually on D Douglas County. And um, he asked if I wanted to be an instructor and I said, well, that'd be fine, that'd be great. So I did. And uh, we started that whole program and I hate to even mention it, but probably right now it's been 41 years. And what we did is we put a lot of kids, a lot of people who wanted to get through hunter safety programs. And it was really great. We spent a lot of time and we had a lot of young people especially. And we brought seven people to put that all together and they're still part of our organization. And it's really nice. It's really nice. I always talk about one time is I was at a restaurant one time and he says, ah, I remember you. And I said, really? Okay, what was it? He said, 15 years ago, here's the card for your hunter safety card. And I said, well, thank you. And so, you know, it's just that we put a lot of effort into that. But then after that, in about 1985, somewhere in that time, Operation Game Thief, Rob Bonamici was the head of that at that time from Endow. And so we started that program and wanted to do what we possibly can to get information and probably just as important more monies to come to that because what we want to do is to tell people that if somebody is doing things in the legal processes for wildlife especially then would you please notify them from endow and without that what we or what we do do is we ask that if you give us that information turns out that somebody did something terrible about it we would actually give some money to that person in a quiet situation. And we spent a lot of time with that. And I think it really went forward with that. And that information is still today. And by giving everything we can that notify uh, Endel and to be able to, to investigate and see if people are doing some illegal things. But that same time, when we started that, and, and this was 34 years ago, um, I had a, uh, I was, <laughs> I was hunting with a sergeant with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. And uh, we were talking about that and saying that we need to raise some money for wildlife habitat. That's something that we really should try to do. And they had tried to do a little bit of it. And he said, well, why don't you do something about it? And I said, okay, I'll try. And at that time I was a captain with Douglas County and I said, well, I'm gonna do what I can. And 
we did the very first time we had somewhere around 300 people come to um, to a casino location that was a, down below and we had a big room and we talked about what are we going to be doing better for our wildlife habitat can we raise some money can we do some things really in a positive way we made eleven thousand dollars and we were very extremely happy ever since that time for 34 years i've been help running that along with some really good people with our Carson Valley Chucker Foundation group. And what we do is every year we put a program together. It's always on the first Saturday of March. And we raise enough money to give most of that money to Endow to be able to have projects going forward for wildlife habitat. And besides that, we've done a lot of different things, sometimes education, whatever we can come up with to do things for hunters or for people who are really into that kind of information. I tell you how much of a difference in 34 years. We actually, last year, we made over $124,000. Wow. In one event. And so we cannot, even, we don't even ask people. We just know they're coming. And, <laughs> We put out some information to people, but we always get so many calls and we get somewhere in the neighborhood of 600 people and we give them food. We have great times. We don't ask for a lot of money. And the reason of that is there's a lot of people that are hunters. There are a lot of people who want to do those things, but don't have a lot of money. We only pay $30 a person to come through the door to get their dinner and you get some tickets and you do whatever you wish you want to do and auctions along with that. Well, what happens is people want to participate. They say, you know what, I may not have a lot of money, but I want to be there and let people know that I am very, very concerned. I want to see wildlife habitat. I want to see all these great programs that Endow is doing and other organizations to keep us going what we're doing. And that's why we do that. And, you know, sometimes organizations, a lot of times what will happen is, oh, you got to pay all this money to come in the door. Well, there's a lot of people wish they could do that. And that's what I opened the door up for. That's what I wanted, is I wanted to have people to really recognize that we want to have wildlife habitat. We want that. And we want to be continuously doing what we've been doing for so many years. So that's where a lot of my, my time was and all that stuff that I did. I never take a dollar from any of that. That's never what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was I enjoy hunting. I like to do that. My dad was born and raised in Carson. I mean, we all been right around here and we used to go when I was, when I was nine years old the first time I went to hunt. I mean, and, and it's only because we enjoy the outdoors and we want to have the ability to keep going what we're doing. So that's kind of where I guess that this nice award that was given to me, I'm telling you, I appreciate it. I do. It's, it's, it's something where I appreciate that so much, but I think what it does to me is it makes me feel better. I want to continue going what I'm doing. I always like doing it. I enjoy doing that. And I want to be the background a little bit. I don't have to be up front telling everything about me. What I want to do is do the things that are going to make it good. So that's kind of what I wanted to mention. Well, we really appreciate all that work you've done and just the way you talk about it, you could tell how passionate are you are about it. And I'm glad we're giving you a little attention and putting you in the spotlight <laughs> rather than you being behind the scenes doing all of this. So, cause you definitely deserve it. And it's the, those type of projects and all that volunteer work. I mean, we can't do all the things we do without 
people like you um, doing those types of projects. So we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, the whole time that Ron was uh, was talking, I was just nodding my head because his the stuff that Ron has put so much effort in, uh, we at the Department of Wildlife have benefited from, and um, whether it's volunteering for, for hunter education or habitat projects that have been funded by the Carson Valley um, Club or and, and just knowing Ron and how much he's recruited volunteers into the pro different programs and kind of been the, uh, the tip of the spear as far as leading the charge on. And um, I, we just really appreciate it. And Ron has been um, nominated in years past. And like you said, it's always stiff competition and stuff like that. But and I don't know if he's been if he knows that he's been nominated in the past because, uh, you know, it's by peers. But yeah, we're we're really appreciative of, of everything that you've done. Thank you, sir. And it sounds, from what I hear, just countless people, not to rub in how long you've been helping with the now, but uh, countless numbers of people have gotten their hunter education through you. Actually, the three of us here, Julie, Aaron, and I, our boss said that he actually got his hunter education through you. So it's just funny how many people you really impacted. And um, between that and then Operation Game Thief, and I want to go back to that a little because some people listening, they might not even know what Operation Game Thief is. So Ron, could you just give us a quick summary of what that is and then we'll head to break. Well, I think one thing about the Operation Game Thief, actually, I think it was recalled, and please forgive me if I'm not correct, but I think it was about 85 or so. And it may have been before that a little bit, but I'm not sure. We wanted to raise enough money to get, again, this money that if somebody sees something that's illegal, let's say that somebody shoots a, uh, an elk and you know what, the horns aren't big enough, so they let it lay there. Well, that's, that's something as a felony and that's something that we need to go 100% for that. We wanna get information out to the public that says, you know, we've got great law enforcement people that are in with Endow. And if they do enough backgrounds on that, they do some investigation, they find out that the suspect is on, on done something completely not correct. Um, then, you know what, it's gonna have that high information where people are gonna be notified that there is some good law enforcement people out there that are gonna go after that. You know what, there was one thing that was mentioned one time, they said, if we did not have a people that would do things illegal, with upland game, or it could be anything dealing with, with deer, with, with elk, whatever it might be, then we probably wouldn't have to have so many problems. Uh, we would have as many tags as we wanted. But there's people, unfortunately, that go out there and they, they kill things and cut their heads off and they do the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And you know what, that's what we needed to do because we want to be out there in the public. We want to be out there in the mountains and we want to be part of that. And what we need to do is to do everything we can to stop some of the people that do so much terrible things. And it's amazing when you look at how many um, animals, let's say wildlife, we're actually for tags and all that sort of stuff, the numbers are so high of dead animals where they actually look there and they're down and they're rotted. And how did that happen? And how come people did that and nobody took care of it the way it should have been? And only 1%, sometimes that, is because we only come across that. 
we need to have as much information as we possibly can from people that are hunters, people out there in the community, people hear things about that stuff to help us stop people killing things for the sake of doing what they want to do. Does that make sense to you? I just think it's really important that we do that. We raise money, we try to do that. If you do that to us, we'll give you some money in the pocket. A lot of them don't even care. They say, don't give me any money for that. I want to do it because I want to go out in public, I mean, out in the wildlife and I want to do some things like that too, from now until forever. So you know what, that's what we need to do. The biggest thing that we ever found out about um, Operation Game Thief was, is once a person does something illegal and shoots something, for example, let's say that elk and shoots it and says, I don't want it, he's gonna continue doing that again. He's gonna continue it again and again and again and again. What we wanna get him is on the first day, we're gonna get him. And that's what we need to do. Because you know what? They just say, ah, I got out of it before, I guess I'll do it some more. And I'm sure there's quite a bit of that. So what we need to do is to get that information as possibly possibly can to try to get people understand the importance of doing that. Definitely, and we actually have a page on endow.org dedicated to Operation Game Thief. And again, that's one of those programs we couldn't do without volunteers. So um, we are gonna go to the break, but we will be right back and we'll get into more with Ron. So you're listening to Nevada Wild. Thank you. Long gone to Saskatchewan, where the getting's good if you're getting gone. I'm gonna put my boots and my hat back on, cause I'm long gone to Saskatchewan. Long gone to Saskatchewan. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are lucky enough to be talking with the most recent Kirch Award winner, Ron Perini, also a new wildlife commissioner. So very exciting to have him. And before the break, we were talking about all of the work he's done with Endow. We talked a lot about our Operation Game Thief program. And another thing you've done, which we did mention, is um, you're a hunter safety instructor. So do you want to get into the importance of hunter safety, Ron? Oh, I can get to any of those really, but I think one of the things about um, safety, I think is very, very important. And I, and I, I should suggest that at first. Um, you know, a lot of times what, what happens is that people are doing some illegal things. And I want to tell the young people, you know, 11, 12 years old, 13, their parents are supposed to be with them, which most of them they are, is we want to make sure that, you know what, if something is going wrong, just like you would do anything you want to with law enforcement is you pick up a phone and take it. You run away the other way. Don't sit there and try to talk to anybody like that. Get information so that if there is some, some animals that are being shot, killed for some reason, and there's bad people in there, I want you to run the other way. And I think it's so important to do that. And I think one of the things is ethics. Ethics is really important. We're hurting a lot for people with, with wildlife. I mean, I'm not kidding you. People with people having tags and people say, oh, what are you killing the little animals on this sort of stuff? They don't really understand what we really are trying. And what I'm saying is, is that what we want to do is high ethics to believe in what we do, that we trust um, what our job is, or at least wise what the law is, and we're going to continue doing the best we possibly can. 
Some people just do some bad things. They just do. And that's what creates bad hunters. And that's where people want to run the other way. So I think ethics is one of the most important things. And one of the things I used to tell with hunter safety is I'm not going to teach you how to put decoys someplace. I'm not going to tell you where to go. What I am going to tell you is let's do it so we're 100% perfect the way we should do it. And one thing in order for people to get hunter safety that's so important is the people who instruct it. And we're always looking for more instructors so that more people could get their hunter safety so they're out there, you know, um, being ethical hunters, basically. So um, how do you become a hunter safety instructor? Well, you know what? I, I cannot believe it, but I actually have two more of my instructors almost 40 years. <laughs> we have seven of us, okay? And what we built together was, is that we started with seven people. Each one of them had a topic that they believe they can do the best job. Search and rescue, for example. Let's say that somebody gets lost. Let's say something dealing with uh, ethics, like we talked about, about guns. We really talk a lot about guns. Hey, you know what? It's not a toy. It's something we've got to go forward with. We spend a lot of money on that. Guns are very important. So what we've done all those years, and believe that, all that time, I think the younger, I mean, the uh, least number is around 30 people that came to work for us. We have been doing that. Every time we do it on a Saturday, we give them exactly what date, what times you're going to be there, what time, and how much time you can only talk about whatever the topic is. And then they go home. And the rest of us keep going through that whole day. What we're trying to do, though, with the experience and what we try to do with what we think is the most important for our young people, especially, is we're going to give you exactly what you should be doing the whole time. And one of the things I tell them, I said, you know what, I've been in there for over 40 years, put in hundreds and hundreds of kids through that thing. And you know, not, not one of those kids have been hurt. Do you know that? All that time they've gone hunting, all those kids, nobody hurt. And I tell them every time, that's the way it's got to be. So how do we do that? We kept our people. We do. We do a lot. And we have sometimes some people come to us and say, well, we want to do that too. Then I think what you need to do is to get over with Endow. And there is a, a, a good program that they can start that, to participate with other kinds of things. But what they do normally is they say, well, yes, I want to start to be an instructor. And I have a couple of friends that want to do that. How do I do that? It's simply come to us. We'll allow you to go through the whole program that we go through. You understand what we're trying to proceed forward. And then we can give them a, a, a signature on there and say they're ready to go. And that's how that kind of begins. So I think we want to do that. We just don't want to have people say, we want to be an instructor, we're not here. Well, no, you got to go through different parts or steps, I should say, and to be able to accomplish it the best you possibly can. I'd like to have instructors. I think it's really good because more and more people moving into Nevada and there's more and more things that people are trying to grab to. And, um, but those people that are in there, like in our group, would be more than glad to have them come to us um, and we'll be more glad. Gail, I think Gail's her name, and she's the one that's doing that too. And then at that time, we can put them together and try to make this go forward. And yeah, so in becoming, a, in becoming an instructor, um, what we require is that new instructors observe two courses. And as a new instructor, that you know, when they when we pick who we want them to observe, we're basing that off the best teams and the best instructors that we can. And uh, 
yeah, Ron's team is definitely in the top choice and uh, depending on schedule and where that lines up, um, Ron's classes are almost always full. Um, they're almost always, the roster is almost always full. The number of reservers is almost always full. And, and uh, yeah, that's a testament to how much information they cover based off, they have so many instructors that are up there teaching and they're all experts in what they're teaching. Like Ron said, they all kind of pick a subject and uh, you never get complaints. You never get any sort of negative feedback coming out of there. And uh, I think it's just the way that they teach. Thank you. And how do people, so is that just by going, say they're listening to this, they want to become an instructor because what a great way to give back um, and help Endow and your fellow hunters and sportsmen and women. So how would they sign up for that? Is that just through our website, Aaron? Yeah, they can, they can go to our website or they can call any of our regional offices and just say, I want to become an instructor and uh, they'll get us, they'll get those people in touch with us. Got it. Another thing I want to touch on before we're out of time, because this podcast is going so fast. I think I say that every single podcast we're in, but they do go fast. So, um, Ron, uh, you, as we've mentioned, you're, you recently, you're, you've become a wildlife commissioner. Um, what do you want to accomplish during your time with the Board of Wildlife Commissioners? Because I, I care about what I enjoyed so much in wildlife habitat and keeping us going, I enjoy the outdoor area. I love everything to continue going the way we've been doing. I enjoy it very much. I'm not a person that just goes out and shoot things and that's the end of it. That's not what it's about. It's really want to keep it going and enjoying the outdoor um, groups. And I, I think one of the things I, I always enjoyed it a bunch, it's something I look forward to. You know, I was elected sheriff for 21 years and 21 years. Um, the best thing that could happen is that, gee, it's a day off, I get to go somewhere else and be in the sheriff for one day. I mean, does that make sense? I mean, sometimes we get so busy and it's so stuff that happens so much all the time. And one of the greatest things we have is, in, is to go up in the mountains and enjoy that day. And that's, that's really what I'm kind of enjoying so much. But I think one of the things I wanted to do was to do the best I can to continue doing what I think Endow does. And they do a great job. I've been, again, mentioned to the fact with the Endow's uh, law enforcement officers, and they do a great job with that, too. And we work with them. And I want to make sure that they, they work a hard job. They truly do. When you look at maybe one warden for all of Douglas County, it might be one person that's all of Lyon County. I mean, when you think of how many square miles there is that they have to go and deal with all the time, um, I give them an A plus for doing that job because that's a hard one. And it's something we had talked about was that we got to be extremely very careful about people with guns and all of a sudden here they come up there and you got to be very careful about what's going on. But I think one of the things that we need to do is the more information that we can get from the, uh, the law enforcement officers to communicate with people, to say, is there things that we can do to help? Is there some things that maybe you don't understand what we can and can't do? I wanna see more and more people in, the, in, this, uh, in Nevada to really communicate with Endow to understand why we get to different locations to other. I think some people get upset and they say, well, I didn't get a tag this year, it never happens, all this sort of stuff. I'd like to see more communication that we can give to the public to understand how we can continue doing what we're doing. The other thing is there's a lot of organizations that want to put money up 
They do. They want to have that. They want to have new programs and something that maybe NDAL would like to have accomplished. Sometimes we don't have enough money to go forward with that and to do some things for wildlife habitat. Look at the fires we've had. Look at all the different things we've had. So much difference that's terrible things that have happened for uh, wildlife. Well, what we got to do is go back at that and see if we can continue with that again. Um, I care a lot about, you know, the part of my wildlife. I do. I care about that because I enjoy what I do. And I think one of the things I want to continue doing is to do what we can to make it as best as we possibly can. And um, I want to, to do that. And I think one of the things that maybe a lot of people don't understand why things happen the way they do. They don't go further enough to find out if they can talk to some of the commissioners or can talk to people with NDAL and we can be able to talk to them why we can do certain things. And I, I, I think that's what I want to do. I want to make sure we're all 100% and trying to continue some doing what we're doing. That's good to hear. And I'm sure a lot of other Nevadans will appreciate hearing that as well. So we are pretty much out of time. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Well, I think that one thing is, is that for the commissioners is, I think that I'm sure of that, that they're very active with other people asking from each one of the counties um, commissioners, which each one of them has, and they talk about wildlife habitat, about fishing, about all the different things that go with that. I think one of the things I want to do is to go to some of those and see what they're talking and what their issues might be. And at the same time, if I don't know the information, we'll do it the other way around. And we'll find out if we can find out some good information for them too. But I think more people that can come together, be positive about it, and we go forward with that in a real positive way, I think we'll continuously do um, great things. All right, well, we appreciate you guys coming on to the podcast and, and we're, we're very appreciative of all the hard work you've done and uh, basically blood, sweat and tears for Nevada's wildlife and, and the youth of Nevada. And um, we look forward to, to seeing you on the Wildlife Commission and um, Julie, any last words on, on nominations for the 2020 Church Award? Just that they'll be up in September, and please nominate as many people as you know are worthy. For it. We like getting lots of nominations, and we know there's lots of people and organizations worthy of the award, too. Right on. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>